It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. The future of the Supreme Court. In-depth coverage on KSL News Radio. Of course, the big news of the day, Justice Stephen Breyer has decided to retire from the United States Supreme Court at the end of this term. Uh, he was uh, confirmed first uh, in 1994. Uh, we noted earlier today that it was on a vote of 87 to 9 that he was confirmed. Uh, with all of the uh, things that have happened uh, in and around the court, a lot of speculation already turning over to uh, who will take his place and what will that mean. Uh, and so we, we've turned today and very grateful to have joining us on the program uh, former uh, Judge Thomas Griffith. Uh, Justice Griffith was on the D.C. Circuit, uh, often referred to as the second highest court in the land, knows his uh, way around all of these things, and he joins us live on the line today. Judge, thanks for joining us. Thank, glad to be here, Boyd. Uh, so first, give us some uh, initial impressions as uh, Justice Breyer announces his retirement. Uh, what's his What's his legacy? Uh, what really stands out there? I think, I think it's a big loss uh, for the court, and I'll, I'll, I'll focus on Two areas uh, that that haven't seemed to be picked up yet in the the, the commentary that's come. For, first of all, uh, Judge uh, Justice Breyer was a, an expert on administrative law. Uh, he he taught administrative law when uh, he was a professor at Harvard Law School, uh, and uh, it's it that's that's his that's his specialty. Now that may seem uh, less interesting to the general public than the, the issues of constitutional law. Uh, but the two are two are intertwined. We're living at a time when conservatives are greatly concerned about overreach by uh, uh, executive branch agencies, by the Environmental Protection Agency and, 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 and other other federal uh, agencies. And so there's a real there's a real battle uh, on on the court over the role of executive branch agencies, whether they are exercising uh, power that they've been given by Congress and the Constitution, or whether they're extending that, or whether they're going beyond that. And Justice Breyer had, uh, was a learned voice on administrative law, and I think his departure uh, will be uh, significant uh, uh, as the debate goes forward on those issues. The, the other issue is one you would know well, boy. Justice Breyer spent more time working uh, on uh, Capitol Hill uh, than, than any of the other justices uh, and uh, he was chief counsel to uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee when it was chaired by uh, Senator Kennedy. And, and uh, he has a knowledge and uh, a sympathy for Congress that, that not all of his colleagues share. Most of his colleagues spent time uh, working in various positions in the executive branch. Uh, Justice Breyer brought a uh, sympathy to Congress and a deference to Congress that not all of his colleagues shared. So I think that's I think that's gonna uh, yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a change. Yeah, definitely. And I think as the court gets a, a little younger, and you have some of those uh, younger voices that are emerging a little bit, that's going to be interesting. And like you say, that uh, that sympathy and compassion for the other branches of government is is an interesting component. Uh, I, yeah. I I have often said that the reason these these uh, hearings, these confirmation hearings, have become so contentious 
is often because Congress is abdicating power to the executive branch, as you were pointing out. The executive branch is all too happy to to take that and use it. And then once they use that by executive order or mandate, uh, then someone files a suit and we, we work our, our march our way towards the Supreme Court. You know, if I'm remembering correctly, and I may not be, but I, I believe that uh, when, when Stephen Breyer was nominated to the Supreme Court, that uh, Senator Hatch was one of his biggest uh, supporters. Uh, and I think part of the reason that for that was because he knew him from uh, having been a staffer on the Senate Judiciary Committee. So I think that 89 to 7 vote, which seems so anachronistic now, I think a large part of that uh, has to do with the uh, the senators knew Steve Breyer and they knew his work uh, uh, the, the, and, and were comfortable with him. We were also noting today that when, uh, of course, there's only one Utah who is who has served on the Supreme Court, Justice Sutherland, and uh, he was actually out of the country the day he was nominated. Uh, and by the end of the day, before the sun set, the uh, Senate had approved him by unanimous vote. Oh, is, that right? <laughs> so is that right? I think those days are over. <laughs> but, I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh, well, as, as we look moving forward, uh, and of course, the president has committed to uh, nominating a black female justice to the Supreme Court. Uh, One that comes to the top is uh, one that's hanging out uh, kind of in your old stomping grounds, uh, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson on the D.C. Circuit Court. Uh, Of of some of these that are kind of bubbling up, uh, any of those that you've had interaction with or have any uh, perspective on? Yeah, no, no, I know know Judge Jackson. She served on the district court uh, while I was on the Court of of Appeals. Uh, uh, I actually reversed uh, a, a, a decision of hers, uh, but then I was reversed by the by the full court, um, and uh, I, I wrote a letter uh, uh, endorsing her when she was nominated uh, to the D.C. Circuit. She is a delightful uh, uh, person, uh, really wonderful person, great colleague, works well with folks, um, and uh, and and is a, is a, is a careful a careful judge. She's known to be. Very well prepared uh, for oral arguments. Ask good questions. Uh, she's uh, she's 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 careful and, and, and a hard worker. Uh, I know less well uh, uh, Justice Kruger, uh, Leandra Kruger, on the California Supreme Court. Although although I do I do know her uh, as well, but I, I know her less well than I know uh, uh, Judge uh, Jackson. Uh, Justice Kruger has a, a reputation as uh, uh, being serious minded careful jurist who writes extremely well. Uh, she, uh, her reputation is uh, that of uh, more of an academic, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not the right word, but she, she, she is uh, very well regarded for her uh, intellectual uh, gravitas. And if she, if she were to be uh, appointed uh, to the Supreme Court, I think uh, in short order, she would be uh, a force uh, uh, to be dealt with on, on the Supreme Court. So uh, very highly uh, uh, trained and very well regarded uh, across the political uh, uh, spectrum. Which when, when, when Governor Brown uh, uh, nominated her to the California Supreme Court, um, uh, lawyers on both sides of the aisle who had worked with uh, Justice Kruger throughout her career spoke very highly of her. Uh, so she's very, very well, uh, uh, well regarded. Th- those are the two names that yeah. uh, bubble, have bubble up so far. There, there will undoubtedly be uh, the others. Uh, uh, judge Child, um, uh, uh, a district court judge in South Carolina, who has been nominated uh, for my old court to fill a vacancy on the D.C. Circuit's mm-hmm. name has already been um, uh, uh, bandied about. I, I, I do not know her. I've never dealt with her, but 
uh, people I do know who know her well uh, uh, think very highly of her. Yeah. And just one final thought from you, uh, Judge. Uh, as you uh, are one uh, who thinks deeply, uh, who loves the country passionately, uh, and who really looks at the court and the Congress and the executive branch uh, in a unique way, uh, what are you what are you looking for uh, in the days ahead? What are you hopeful for in terms of not just this process, but uh, how the court stands uh, up and down the line? Yeah. So th- th- thank you for that question, because I think it's the I think it's the big question here. Uh, you know, wh- where is the Supreme Court um, uh, in, 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 in the Republican? And I think I think I hope that the legacy of Justice Breyer will play into that, because one of the things Justice Breyer was most passionate about uh, uh, was that judges are not partisans in robes. Uh, he, he wrote a book uh, last year uh, uh, called uh, The Authority of the Court and the Peril of Politics. Uh, and he was, a, he was a strong voice for the idea that, we, that, that judges do not act as partisans. They have differences of opinion about how to read a constitution, how to read a statute, how to apply a regulation, but that these are not partisan differences, that the justices are not, you know, there uh, as, as, as Democrats or Republicans trying to score a victory for their team. Uh, and I, I hope, I hope that people can see that that, that, that is in fact, uh, that is in fact the case. Yeah. Um, uh, if, 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 if the debate going forward about uh, his replacement reflects those views, I think he would be, I think he would be pleased. And I, and I hope that's what will happen. Uh, fantastic. Judge Thomas Griffith, uh, again, one of the great thinkers, great writer, uh, also a lecturer at uh, Harvard Law School, uh, former D.C., uh, second highest court in the land, uh, judge uh, who has a, a rich legacy. Thank you so much for your perspective today. Thank you, Boyd. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Representative Chris Stewart's going to join us to talk about Russia-Ukraine situation from his perch in Congress. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to. Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.